I can already tell you, like the first thing that we'll probably do when someone comes in is pull up their attendance report. Because mm-hmm. without the attendance report, it's really hard to tell the story of why these people are excelling or having struggles. And then from there, the next thing we'll probably do is talk about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And if they're showing up and they're eating clean, then from there, it's probably a talk about mindset. Yep. It's really, it kind of like ties the whole thing in. So it goes kind of in this... Um, cyclical thing of eat clean, train hard, live life, eat clean. And you want to do that on a weekly basis, but every 90 days we're going to check in. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stop. Hello, Ben. Patrick. How are you today? Doing great. Good. Uh, Today we are going to talk about uh, sort of defining your customer's journey, right? Whatever, you know, and we can figure out what that means. But um, today's episode is brought to us by a company called Functional Branding, and we're going to hear more about them later. Uh, And I'm excited about that for reasons that will become obvious. Um, But to start with this idea of, of sort of defining your customer's journey, something happened maybe maybe like a year, year and a half ago here, where you really started to think about how are we bringing people into mm-hmm. the gym, right? Like, uh, what does the process look like to go from an interested person to they're now a, a, a fully functioning member of our of our community, right? So where did that, um, where did the impetus of those changes or, or that thinking come from? Was it just a matter of like, you just like a, a light bulb moment or... Uh, do you remember where it came from? Yeah. I, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it actually was kind of two light bulb moments put together. The first <laughs> one was um, reading the book Traction by Gino Wickman, yep. which he talks about the your proven process. And when I came across this, and I'll explain what it is in a second, but when I came across it, it was like, huh, we don't have a proven process. Yeah. The second one was when my, um, my oldest son um, went from um, public school to private school. And I realized the difference in how they look after their quote unquote customers. Mm. And it was such a eye-opening experience. So kind of to backtrack quickly, a proven process is basically, if you think of it in terms of like infographic type thing, it's like a four to six, seven step process that you bring your customer through. When I looked at that in terms of the way we were doing it with our current membership and the way we've done it forever with our gym, it was, okay, come in and we have a, you can try a class for free, then you do our elements program, and then you are a member. Right. That's, that was, it was like a three-step process, and it was kind of a shady one at that, mm-hmm. right? The flip side of that is um, when, I, when um, Jonah, my son, went from um, public school to private school, in public school, it's kind of the same deal. Right, it's like you come into school, and some people excel and get scholarships to Harvard, and other people drop out. Other people skate through the system. There's a whole bunch of people that kind of like are in the middle, the mediocre, and kind of get lumped in the bell-shaped curve. And I was like, wow, that's kind of. I mean, let's be fully. That's like I'm really proud of what we've created, but that's kind of the system that we are running, where we'd have some people come in. And they would win the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. They would lose a hundred pounds. They would change their lives forever. And other people would kind of fall out of the system without us even really knowing it. Horrible. And there's a lot of people that kind of like 
in the middle, in the bell-shaped curve. Yeah. So as I watched Jonah go through this in a different, higher level, it really shed a light on like what we could possibly be doing. So we rewrote our proven process. We call it the CFNE way, which is now our way of onboarding, introducing people into the culture, the knowledge, and our organization, and then essentially guaranteeing results. We can guarantee you, if we were a private school, we can guarantee we can get your kid into college. And a lot of them, as a school, that a lot of them will go IV or super high level schools because no one falls through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I know the answer to this, but would you argue that every CrossFit gym should be thinking about it like the like the private school analogy? Or is there something about you and or CrossFit New England that felt like that's the direction we want to go? In other words, yeah. is there value in the other way versus the way you're doing yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not going to say every gym should do this. It's right for us for where we are in our um, kind of like business life cycle. And it's right for what I want as the the owner, the visionary, and the um, the CEO of the business. Mm -hmm. There's certainly nothing wrong with gyms that want to grow to a thousand members. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's a phenomenal, really impressive thing. There's also nothing wrong with being a higher level one-on-one -on -one basis than what we're doing, concierge mm -hmm. level and 24-7 yeah. access to coaches. And like there's, what we're doing is right for us where we are right now, which is essentially we went from that kind of three-step process try our class for free, do our elements, jump in the mix, into kind of like this um, multi-stepped approach, which is it still starts the same way, which is um, um, try our class for free. We do free class Fridays, which is the first Friday of every month you can try our class for free. We set up those classes for they're appropriate for newbies to come in and really enjoy the experience and not feel like a total newbie or it's over their heads or anything else. From there, they sign up for our Elements program. And kind of like the um, way I always talk about this when I'm consulting with other gym owners, the way we do our Elements is not the right way. It's not the only way we've done it, and every way we've done it has probably been right for us at that time. Yeah. When you're thinking about creating your Elements program, what you want to be thinking about is um, basically uh, the perceived or actual barriers to entry. So if you have no elements program, there's no barriers to entry, but they're also going to come in very raw. Right. If you have a month long um, elements program, elements foundation, you know, elements, whatever, you like, on yeah, ramp. on ramp, exactly. Um, a month long and it costs $300 and it's one-on-one -on -one and it's 12 sessions. Well, obviously there's a much larger barrier to entry, but they're going to come in really indoctrinated, mm -hmm. really um, up to speed in what's going on. We've done it every which way. We've done it from none to one day to three days to two weeks to a month. We've done it in classes. We've done it one-on-one. -on -one. Right now what we're doing, because it's appropriate for us and where we are in our life cycle and that barriers we're putting up are appropriate and conscious is it's a um, two-week program, one-on-one -on -one, um, that lasts five sessions. So you meet with a coach one-on-one -on -one for five sessions. The fifth or sixth session, depending, is in the class. You're actually taking a class because what we found was there was people do elements in this one-on-one -on -one or group setting. And now it's like, okay, now go yeah. jump in that class over there. Right. It's still super scary. Yeah. So now what we've done is we're creating, a, we're kind of like blending the two and making yeah. it gray. 
you're with your coach one-on-one, but you're in the class. Mm -hmm. And the coach is not taking the class. The coach is there just as you're like horse whisperer. Here to guide you through this. Here's your Sherpa. A, here's like your what a jerk means. Remember yeah, we did that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Here's exactly. So now <clears throat> what they're doing is the barbell warm-up. This mm-hmm. is a good morning. This is a Spider-Man. This is okay. Now we're gonna find a rower and now you're gonna buddy up. Why don't you buddy up with Julie over there and yep. so on? So they're like really nobody has to on the first day of school sit at the lunch table by themselves. Right. We're 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 eliminating that. Really nice. We're thinking about the customer journey. How can we make the customer journey as smooth as possible? From there, the next step after they finish that elements program and they've done a class, they're going to choose a class. We want all of our members to be consistent with the class they take. We've talked about this a lot on this yep. podcast before. There's a lot of different reasons for that. Most notably is to build relationships with the coach and the athlete. So they're going to choose a class. From there, once they choose a class, then they're going to choose a fitness track. So they're going to choose something based off of their goals. Are they competing in the sport of CrossFit? Are they trying to get fit for other sports outside the gym? Or are they here just for a kick-ass workout and health? We call those our open track. Basically, you're training for the open. Mm -hmm. Your performance track, you're trying to perform for other sports. Or your fitness track, you just want to get fit. Kind of really easy way to think about that is it's skill-based. Not in terms of ability. In terms of how much do you want to work on skills. So if you have no interest in learning how to do muscle-ups, don't worry about the open track. Maybe the, the performance or fitness is right for you. But if you're like, no, I really want to be able to do a muscle-up, we have the open track for you. If you really want to be able to snatch your body weight, okay, probably do the open track. Like we need to be able to do squat snatches. If that's just, you just want to be like, get strong, get buff, or like look good, like why spend all that time, which it's necessitated, you're going to spend minutes, hours, you know, days, a month learning that where you could be just working out. Yep. So think in terms of skill-based. One, we're really going to work hard to get you double unders. One, we're just going to have you jump rope. Mm-hmm. Or if jump rope is too easy, we'll have you ski or we'll do, have you do plate hops or get your heart rate jacked up. Instead of like heart rate real low for 20 minutes and yep. you get it, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to pick a fitness track that's relevant to you, your goals, and what you're trying to accomplish. And how active are you and your coaches in... De- determining we're, right word, ad, we're no we're advisors okay. yeah we're advisors so we're asking so you don't the, just let them loose and say pick pick the one that we right do to if they know yeah. if they know which if they're like yeah i want to compete in the open it's like great but they're like hey but you know i don't have any muscles like that doesn't matter that's why you choose that one so you can learn it gotcha like we have you know 65 year olds on the open track that don't have can't do pull-ups like right. cool like you want to compete i get it that's cool um so we're there to ask the right questions just like this is back to go to the private school methodology. They have advisors, not what I had in public school, not guidance counselors. Mm-hmm. And this is not a, a knock on guidance counselors because I think they're, but what my son has in private school is an advisor that he meets with twice a week for an hour. That's a really different experience than a guidance counselor, which is like, here's how you fill out your college essay. Right. You know, here's how you do, like, yep. you know, okay, like you're getting bullied. Like I can, um, so now we have these coaches in positions that they can advise people along the way to, fit, to figure out the right track appropriate for them. From there, once they're in there, now they're into what we call our system. And now they're in class, taking class. Um, actually, I should even back up a little bit. Before that, during the elements program, um, we do a little assessment. We get some metrics on them. Um, simple things like uh, body fat and uh, weight and stuff like that. And we get some really loose performance measures. Yep. We don't really tell them that this is like, a performance thing, but we want to get their three rep front squat. We're not going to have a max out. We just want to get something that they can kind of 
measure off them. Yep. We do the workout fight gone bad, but we don't freak them out with fight gone bad. We don't like push them to the, mm-hmm. they're, they're puking in the corner. We just want to get like, here's your work capacity yep. and we get pull-ups. Yep. And if it's banded, okay, we can do um, 10 with a green band and we get that. So now we have like these three kind of like relative strength, we have absolute strength and we have work capacity. Mm-hmm. And now from there, and along with some biometrics, um, weight and body fat. Now from there, we have a little picture of where this athlete where they is. Walked in, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then they get into our system. And in the system, we have it kind of threefold. And basically we say if like if you do these three things, we can guarantee you results. They are eat clean, train hard, and live life. So when we say eat clean, that's our nutrition program. And our nutrition program is eat. Um, real food, not too much, mostly plants. It's also kind of falls in line with that is meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, intake levels that support uh, exercise, but not body fat. So it's all encompassed in that kind of like um, eat clean. Yep. Then from there we have um, train hard. Inside of train hard, what that means is um, five to six days a week. That's our protocol. That's how we can guarantee results. We used to have punch cards. We used to do once a week, twice a week, and three times a week memberships. Those are gone. Mm-hmm. We only do an unlimited, and we only we recommend people come in five or six times a week. We need to be able to guarantee results if they follow our program. Right. That's our program. Now, if people choose to only come in two or three times a week, that's okay. Then when they say, hey, like, why aren't I seeing results? It's like, well, because you're not showing up. Yep. This is... You're doing better than nothing, but you're not following our program that we said we could guarantee results. Mm-hmm. The third one, which is kind of unique to us, I think, and um, is live life. And what I mean by that is never whine, never complain, never make excuses. Essentially have a positive attitude because here's what we found is if you come in five or six days a week and you eat clean, but you have a really crappy, poor attitude, you might not see results. If you're in here to prove to yourself that this program does not work, it will not work. But if you come in here with a growth mindset and never complain and you look at everything as obstacles and opportunities and you're here five or six days a week and you're eating clean, guess what? I know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee it. Now, we also like to bring in the other five factors. We'll talk about sleep. We'll talk about uh, recovery. We'll talk about some other mindset pieces. But that's our three things. That's our cycle of eat clean, train hard, and live life. Do you have something else? Yeah, I- from there, I just got to finish out with the yeah. process. Oh, so yeah. we, so from there, the last piece of the process is we fall into, and full disclosure, this is still working. I started this, as you said, probably a year, 18 months ago. We're still in a work in process. Um, what we have yet to implement is, um, but it's, it's part of the process, and we're just not good enough yet. We don't have our systems buttoned up enough yet, is quarterly assessments which is everyone meets with their advisor slash coach, whatever you want to call it, on a quarterly basis to go over everything. Just like what are your goals, where, um, what are your metrics? And I can already tell you, like the first thing that we'll probably do when someone comes in is pull up their attendance report. Because mm-hmm. without the attendance report, it's really hard to tell the story of why these people are excelling or having struggles. And then from there, the next thing we'll probably do is talk about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And if they're showing up, and they're eating clean, then from there, it's probably a talk about mindset. It's really, it kind of like ties the whole thing in. So it goes kind of in this um, cyclical thing of eat clean, train hard, live life, eat clean. And you want to do that on a weekly basis, but every 90 days, we're going to check in with you. And we also, sorry, we also have a a self-assessment scorecard um, based off of like all these five factors. So we have a thing for, it's um, um, 10 points 
um, for each category. And we have five categories. So it's a 50 point quiz. So it's basically like, um, how often do you sleep eight hours a night? Um, how often do you eat processed foods? How much water? You so, and from there you get, so now they also have this kind of like, uh, anecdotal, um, uh, snapshot and, and, and it's gray. It's not science, right? right? We're not like, you know, um, we're not measuring, you know, force times distance over time. It's, it's subjective, yep. but it's another measure for us. Today's episode is brought to you by functional branding. As I said at the open, I am excited about that because functional branding is a project of mine that I'm launching into the world as of right now. Normally for these breaks, I'll be sitting down with entrepreneurs to talk about how their brands are chasing excellence. But since we thought it'd be strange to listen to me talk to myself, Ben and I swapped roles for a bit so that he could ask me some questions about the project. Here is a bit of that conversation. What is functional branding? Functional branding is an online resource for CrossFit affiliate owners who want to define, uh, design, and refine their marketing operations. What does that mean? Um, so <laughs> so what, what the course actually walks people through is a series of 15 questions. Those 15 questions make up what I call brand work, where you enter in all the, all the answers to these 15 questions and you sort of walk away with a blueprint by which you can look at your website and ask yourself, is this doing the job that it should be doing? And that really is the tactical goal of the course, is walking away with a, with a more useful, effective, streamlined website so that you can attract the right people when they find you. What else goes into the, kind of the bucket of branding and marketing? You mentioned the website. Mm -hmm. what, else, what else would somebody like through this course kind of be yeah. talking uh, about, thinking about, or seeing at the end of it? I think almost everything is marketing. One of the things that we address in it is how a person starts their membership or their relationship with your gym. That to me is a perfect opportunity to marry what your operations or what maybe would be considered more operational with the marketing and the brand and the sort of the story that your gym is trying to tell. If you know what it is you're trying to accomplish and who the right person is for the gym, you can start to design an entry process that matches all of those things. So yeah, you're calling it branding and marketing, but it's a totality. Yeah. It's something that's going to have influence and direction over the way you run your business and the way you, as you said, you yeah. onboard members. You know, one thing that was a big reason why I started this or a big thing that, that got me started thinking about it is something that I heard you, I and I think it was you sort of quoting Coach Glassman, which is that branding is the sum total of everything you do. That's how I, I approach what marketing and branding is, because if nothing else, building a brand is building something that people want to talk about and identify themselves with. Everything in your gym does affect that. So when I, when I think about marketing and branding, there's very little that I don't think can be influenced in, in the positive direction if you're thinking about it as marketing and branding and not just as seeing and correcting and class management and facility management. What does chasing excellence mean to you and how does the business represent that? Chasing excellence has always been about figuring out where that space is where you can kind of have that interplay between being confident and absolutely petrified and trying to stay there as long as you can. That's what this place is for me. I've spent the last six months sort of building this thing out and building it out knowing every single day that there was a very good chance that it wasn't gonna work and sitting down every single day and saying, that's not a good enough reason not to continue trying to make this thing work. I'd love to know if you think I made it work. You can find out more at functionalbranding.com. And if you use the code excellence, you'll get a little discount on the course when you register. 
the three-headed monster there, the eat clean, uh, train hard, live life. How much in that early, in the early stages of that uh, process of bringing somebody yeah. in, how overt are you or uh, your coaches talking very specifically about those things? Yeah, great. And what does that form sort of look like? I'm um, so glad you asked that because I totally missed over the biggest, coolest part of this whole thing, <laughs> which is once someone leaves Elements and joins a class, they get 30 days of mentoring. Okay. That is by their Elements coach. Their Elements coach does not leave them when they leave Elements. The Elements coach continues to mentor them. And what they do is every single night for 30 days, they give them a nugget of information. So something like a snippet from this podcast or an article or it's set. We we have, it's a um, set thing on day one, they get this. On day two, they get this. So we have a whole bunch of nutrition information, a whole bunch of like uh, CrossFit and movement information, some things on sleep, some things on mindset and so on. So yep. they're getting 30 days um, we call it the 30 day brainwash internally because <laughs> we're trying to like, you know, and now not so internally and not, <laughs> not so internally, but that's basically what it is. Is yeah. like, can we get them? How quickly can we get these up to speed? Cause what I found was like, people have been here for six years. They got it. I mean, they know everything about nutrition that I know, but people that are walking in. Yeah. How long does it take for those people to get up to speed? Well, now, not too long. Right. Because if they're days. just getting in bits and pieces when they happen to exactly. happen so, across it yeah, versus when we give a, I give a talk to my class yeah. or like we do a nutrition challenge or, okay, and now it takes them three or four years where now we're getting them up to speed really quickly. Along with that 30-day brainwash in that email, they get um, the next day's workout ahead of everybody else. So they feel hmm. special. Cool. And it's specifically tailored. I like the word tailored, not scaled, because scaled implies less. Yep. It's specifically tailored for that athlete. This is the way that you should do it. This is the way the class is going to do it, but here's the way you should do it perfect for you. And the coach of the class is CC'd on that email. So everyone's on the same page. Love that. Basically, what we're trying to do is like take a more private school approach, right? Which is like really hands-on. Let's not let anyone fall through the cracks. We... If somebody is not here, like they should, we should know about it, and we have process in place for that. If someone's not here for um, ten days, we reach out to them. If they're not here for less than two days, in fourteen days, because that's a different report. Somebody might never show up on our no-show report, mm -hmm. but they might only be coming once a week, and that's not what we want. They show up on that report, and we reach out to them. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, how can we systemize nobody falling through the cracks? So that because that's what happens at private school. No one falls through the crack. So this is how we've done it, is by this proven process, this CF&E way. Um, two questions, and you can take whichever one is more interesting to you first. <laughs> one, what kind of results have you seen since implementing this, knowing that it's a it's an evolving process, right? Like, what have you guys learned so far? Is it as effective as you'd like it to be or, or yep. thought it would be? Uh, and the second question is, you've said a couple times, you know, it's right for our gym in, in sort of the business life cycle where we're at. Yes. When you say that, is that is that um, are you speaking mostly sort of economically? Like you guys are at a place where your membership is at a certain level, and so the revenue is at a certain place, so you can afford okay. to do this sort of like high touch. Let me take that last one first because yeah. I already forgot the first one. Okay, <laughs> um, the business life cycle. What I mean by that is where we are um, kind of on an attention space. Where do we want to be investing our attention as a staff? And for us, it's into this, um, it's, it is into this customer journey. In the beginning, um, 
it wasn't my focus because there were so many other things to do, right? I need to buy the next rowers. I needed to um, remove the stall mats and lay down fixed rubber. I needed to um, hire another coach. I needed to figure out whether we should build a front desk and hire front desk staff. I need to figure out if we should be carrying product and which products. Well, I mean, this is like, we're a little bit more established now. Mm-hmm. Having said that, if I was to go back in day one, I think starting with this would have helped a lot. Yeah, interesting. It's um, to me, the, the, the most important thing that you can deliver is delivering. And this is how you can prove and guarantee you're going to deliver what you want to. The way this is talked about in Gino Wickman's book, Traction, is it's from a, a sales perspective. So what he says is, imagine, imagine company A goes to a prospective client and the prospective client says, okay, so tell me about your company. And the guy goes, okay, so, uh, and he just goes off on this tailspin, right? Of, and, and it's like talking about their history and it's talking about, um, the onboarding, it's talking about what it's going to look like three months down the road. And it's going to talk about like their pricing. It's going to talk about like, and like, okay, it's like overwhelming. And mm-hmm. as opposed to another guy that whips out literally an uh, infographic that has six steps on it. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, this is where we are right now. Next step, we're going to do this. Then after we complete that, that will last for two weeks. And then the third step is we're going to come in and we're going to do some consultation. And after that, we're going to bring in the product and then we're going to talk to your whole team. And then from there, you go into our quarterly assessment, dot, dot, dot. And you're like, I get it. Yep. It's a way for, we actually have an infographic of this that we put up behind the front desk that everybody that walks in for the first time, we can walk them through and show them literally how they get from where they are right now to where they see everybody else. Because mm-hmm. it's so overwhelming otherwise. Yeah. I put myself, imagine if like I walked into a Kung Fu studio and everyone's like like in the geese and like doing crazy stuff that I've never seen before. I'm like, well, check, I'm out. Like yeah. what, like I, I don't even, I don't even know how to like right. conceptually get from here to there. Or you walk in to take music lessons to play guitar and everyone's jamming on stage <laughs> in front of like, you know, 1500 people. Yeah. You're like, Okay, no, forget yep, it. Like for I'm not, me. not for me. Yeah. As opposed to I'm like, no, we're gonna spend three weeks here, a week yeah. here, a Removes month here. Like I get it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, quickly, the question that you forgot: um, Has it worked? Is okay. it as effective yes. as you'd like it to be? And then maybe, uh, how are you gonna make it better? Okay. Um, so, has it worked? I wish I could answer that with more clarity. Um, and the reason I can't is because we didn't track things very well before. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're doing on the back end, and this is tracking it better. So when people asked me before about like, what's your conversion rate from elements to membership, yeah. and what's your retention rate? The retention rate one um, makes no sense to me. What is your retention rate? What are you asking? Mm-hmm. Are you asking how many members I lose a year? How many I lose a month? Or are you talking like how many I, what matters is this thing called churn rate. And anybody mm-hmm. that's in like, the the you know the SaaS business the software as a subscription business has heard the, the churn. Yep. What matters is churn, and it's at a monthly incremental place. This is the number people need to know in our space. It retention rate isn't. So here's the thing: it's like someone's like, "Oh my gosh, my retention rate is ninety percent." What that means is we have month to month memberships. Almost everyone does. Yep. What that means is you have a ninety percent retention month to month, or ten percent churn. Mm-hmm. What that means is it sounds really good, right? Mm-hmm. What that means is you're losing 10% of your membership a month times 12. Mm-hmm. You're losing 100 
and 20% of your membership a month, a year. Mm-hmm. That's crap. That's, that's like, we need to get that so much better. And the number you need to know is your churn, but even more importantly, the month-to-month churn is what's your churn in the customer journey from elements to sign up or call that conversion if you want to. We call these all conversion rates. And then what's the conversion from month one to month two? And what's the conversion from month two to three and three to four and four to five? And then what you do is you figure out, okay, where's the weak link? Well, from elements, our elements program is awesome now. Great, phenomenal. And it really is. We're converting about 98% of our elements people into memberships because we've smoothed it out for everybody, right? Right. By the way, um, when some people sign up for elements, Elements is free mm-hmm. for us. It's part of their first month's package. Yep. And they have to complete Elements before they start their regular classes. But that's the way it works. Yep. So if our membership is $219 a month for an unlimited membership, which it is, they're paying for that Elements. And we pay our coach through that. And the rest of their month is free. Mm-hmm. So you can either look at which way. Either Elements is free or the rest or of the, the month rest is the free, free. Whatever you want. Yep. So from there, now they're already in the system. They've already done it. Now they signed up for a class. And now they're in the system. They've already taken a class in Elements. So we blended that out. So our conversion is very good from there. From there, you need to know what is the conversion from people to go from that first month to the second month. And the people that drop off is your churn rate. Yep. And if you're losing 30% there, which is pretty industry standard, what we're going to try and do is bump that up a little bit, which is, I said 10% was terrible, right? Mm-hmm. 30% is industry standard. That means that over the course of a year, here's the deal. And anybody's no CrossFit gym. I would say this out. No CrossFit gym has a trouble getting members. Mm-hmm. I know you think you do if you're an affiliate owner thinking this. I, but you don't. Go back and count how many waiver forms you have. Yeah. That's how many members you could have if you had 0% turn and 100% retention. And for most people, it's in the hundreds and hundreds. Some people, it's in the th- Ours is in the thousands. Yeah. Like we have no problem getting members and it's not because we've been around for 10 years or because we've won the CrossFit games or anything else. Most gyms don't. You have plenty of people walking through the door. What you need to do is get better at holding on to members. The way you do that is by, by defining and enhancing the customer journey, which is that proven process. Yeah. And then sort of to, to put a button on there, that the, the goal is to figure out. Oh yes, for sure. It is sort of like. Where is At three months, we were losing a lot of people. Exactly. So let's, so let's say you figure out, let's say figure that. you have like your churn is 10% at month one. It's 10% at month two. It's 10% at month three. But at month four, it goes up to 30%. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're able to hold on to people for, what you need to do is make something stickier yeah. in, the, in the four to six to eight weeks before that process. Yeah. So what you need to do is put another assessment right, right before that. You need that. to build systems in the same way that exactly. you built it at the start. You need yes, to put another to system put in there. System. So we're gonna do is meet with somebody right before that yeah. and have that customer experience where we are meeting face-to-face and we're either talking people through the obstacles that they're facing or highlighting the amazing differences and uh, gains that they've made yeah. or helping people through whatever it is. But what we need to do is add something in that in the journey at that point. And you don't do it, <laughs> if you lose everybody at month four, you don't do it at right at the beginning of month four. Right. You do it uh, the month before that or six weeks before that or eight weeks before that. Yeah. And then again, and then, because if you do that, it'll change the whole system again. Now you can figure out your numbers again, second time. Yeah. But what this does is it narrows your focus. Instead of like, we just have to make everything better for everybody at all times. Figure out where the weak link is mm-hmm. and hone up the weak link. Leave it there. Cool, thanks Pat. To learn more about functional branding, I invite you to check it out at functionalbranding.com. 
Use the code EXCELLENCE at registration to get special pricing. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.